ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of China, Ireland, and Sweden, and in the states of Alabama, Delaware, and Georgia, and to all of you for helping us reach a high of 195,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel or guide to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these two sentences with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is keep a success journal. It's easy to take for granted what is working in our lives and just focus on what is absent. In a special journal, take a few minutes every day to write down one to three ways in which you were successful in your emotional responses, thoughts, words, or actions. Include changes in your relationships, work, health, and or finances. Even the smallest action or new thought can be a major personal victory. The more you do this, the better you will feel about yourself. Even young children can learn to do a version of this. As part of their bedtime ritual or a sharing at dinner time or a family meeting, they can discuss what they like about themselves and what they did during the day that makes them feel good about themselves. Our low self-esteem starts in childhood. Can you imagine how many times a day a child hears the word no or is told they're doing something wrong at home or at school? For the most part, they hear a lot more things they're doing wrong than right. By the time they're adults, they are convinced they aren't good enough. It takes a lot of effort to remove all those negative beliefs about themselves and establish new, healthy, positive beliefs. It can be done But wouldn't it be wonderful if we help children develop strong self-esteem as they're growing up? 
it means learning to parent and teach differently, putting an emphasis on the positive and giving children techniques that enable them to discern for themselves how well they're doing. When I was teaching junior high and high school, I would give my students, I would have my students write their own evaluations of their coursework. We had a system in place that helped them keep track of their work, but I didn't want a simple mathematical calculation of their grades. I wanted them to write an analysis of how well they were doing, what they were proud of, and what they needed to do to improve the quality of their work. If there were discrepancies between their assessment and mine, we would talk about it until we came to a mutual agreement. What they thought mattered. When they were too hard on themselves, I helped them be more realistic and kinder to themselves. When they were wanting to slide by without taking the work seriously, we devised a plan that challenged them to be engaged and use their abilities. Bringing them into the process helped them take responsibility for their learning as well as assessing themselves more realistically. Now let's do two techniques that provide spiritual protection from fear. If you're concerned about violence, natural disasters, the economy, the pandemic, this is something you can do to help. This visualization heals the earth and you of fear and replaces it with love and light. Do it with me now. Visualize the earth. Now imagine putting the universal pink heart of love all around it. Do this at least once a day. Let's do the second one. Imagine yourself inside a big bright purple cube with six feet or more on each side of you. Line the cube with the color silver for protection. Now place bright dark blue caps on the eight corners of the cube so that no negative energy can get inside. Use this anytime you leave the house or if you're feeling anxious while inside the house. As Dwan Washington told us in our first show this year, hundreds of millions of angels are coming forward to help us create hope and positive change in our lives this year. I could feel them working with me during the Texas weather crisis. With no power and freezing temperatures, it was hard to even think clearly. I had to rely on their help to get me going and guide me to do what I needed to in the moment. They also made sure that a physical person was always there when I needed them. Knowing the angels are there is the beginning. The next step is to connect with them. My guided meditation workshop video, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, will connect you with 1,000 angels and with the angelic part of yourself that's still in heaven. You can participate when it fits your schedule from anywhere in the world. For details, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, and click on Workshop Rentals. Choose to be Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. 
We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, joy, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Marianne Burke, who's here to discuss how to help our children learn during the pandemic. After our episode two weeks ago with Christine Ari Lowe, I received the following email from Virginia. I truly enjoyed your interview with Christine. I felt like she was describing my life as she discussed giving without receiving. Just over a year ago, I reached the no more point in my life where I was so overwhelmed that my body forced me to slow down. I ended up with an illness that lasted about three months. I'm excited to use the life force reading process she shared as a simple way to keep tabs on what I need each day and keep myself from becoming overwhelmed and feeling out of control again. Thank you. You're welcome, Virginia, and thank you for sharing your experience. Many of us, especially women, have been taught that it is our job to give. This attitude makes it difficult to receive. All of us, regardless of gender, must take charge of our lives and establish a balance of giving and receiving. Otherwise, we drain our energy and wind up depleted emotionally and physically. Laura also wrote that she started using the Life Force reading technique to determine when she's running low on energy and needs to stop and relax. If you miss this show, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page for more on how you can improve your life balance and learn to give as well as receive. Please listen to some of my previous shows like September 3rd, 2020 with Ariane Burgess, Life Designed for Women, Conscious Living as a Force for Positive Change. September 22, 2016 with Stefan Schwartz, Create Change by Making Compassionate, Life-Affirming Choices. And August 28, 2014 with Charlotte Cassie, Self-Empowerment is the Path to Healing. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to. Again, that's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need during this difficult time. Just know I'm here for you. For added value, read my blog titled Loving Yourself, posted in January 2019. This blog reminds us that we must practice self-compassion. Here's an excerpt. About 90% of our self-talk is negative. Our minds are actually programmed to focus on the negative because our survival depended on it when we were hunters and gatherers. With this awareness, you can make new choices. You can choose to give yourself a break and see yourself as a learner. Change takes time, commitment, and patience. If it were easy, everyone would do it. 
Instead of giving up on yourself, you could support yourself the way a loving friend would do. Instead of focusing on what you didn't do, you could focus on what you did accomplish. Instead of thinking you failed, you could tell yourself, I didn't do it yet, or I'm part way to my goal. To read the rest of this blog or any of my others, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. In addition to my blogs, check out my YouTube channel with more than 40 videos, including my series on silver lining stories. My current affirmation for you came from one of my guides, Baru, who is a master teacher and healer. With all that's happening in today's world, many people are feeling dispirited and disconnected from the divine source. As Dwan said in our first show, this is a year of hope, gratitude, faith, and trust. We have a choice every second of every day to be grateful for all the good in the world and in our lives and to maintain hope, faith, and trust that things will improve or we can sink into fear. Remember, this is also a year of positive change. This affirmation helped me focus on the positive during the Texas winter storm fiasco, and it will help you too. Say it with me now. Peace is mine and all is in divine flow. Let's do it one more time together. Peace is mine and all is in divine flow. Now it's time for my silver lining story. For several days, my life was dominated by freezing temperatures, no power, icy roads, and now no water. My power went out Sunday night a week ago. By Monday night, my cell phone was low on battery. My three adult children were concerned about my well-being and even offered to put me up in a hotel. I was reluctant to leave my home because of the potential for flooding when the pipes defrosted. They didn't push. Instead, they taught me how to charge my cell phone using my computer, which had a fully charged battery. I was relieved that I could stay connected and seek help if I needed it. By Tuesday morning, the temperature had fallen to 37 degrees inside my home. The blankets I was buried under were not sufficient to keep me warm anymore. I was ready to go to a hotel, but none in my area had power. I didn't want to drive far because the roads were treacherous with snow ice and black ice. Even though I'm from Detroit and know how to drive safely in winter weather, most Texas drivers do not. I decided to go to a nearby friend who was kind enough to take me in. While I was throwing some clothes in a suitcase, my son tried to find an Uber or Lyft for me, but none were available. I was so cold, I couldn't even change out of my pajamas. I was shaking even while wearing gloves and three jackets. I was able to walk to my car, but my body was working so hard to stay warm that I couldn't lift my small suitcase into the trunk. Fortunately, a neighbor was getting into his his car and was kind enough to help me. That night, I slept 12 hours. It took me a day and a half to fully warm up and stop shivering inside. I could have drawn on my life force energy to do the live radio show last Thursday. Instead, I chose to replay a quality show for you and regain my already depleted energy. By then, the heat was back on in my home, and I began to worry again about possible flooding. I chose to go home even though there was no running water. 
Here I am one week later and still without water. At first, I enjoyed the beauty of the snow and childhood memories of winter in Detroit. Then it was an adventure. I compared myself to the pioneers and thought about how hard their lives were. The adventure is quite tiresome at this point. It's seven days later, and I'm still without water. I'm going back to my friend's house for showers. I'm amazed at the emotional and physical energy energy all of this consumes. As uncomfortable as this has been, I consider myself fortunate. Even though my children have busy lives, they were in constant contact with me, supporting me and giving help when I needed it. My friend provided a nurturing and warm place for me to stay. I was kept safe on the roads, even though some of the other drivers were reckless. I found good drinking water nearby, even though several neighbors had serious water damage, I did not. As I told my children, my takeaway from this whole experience is 99% gratitude. I felt protected by the spiritual realm with my guides and angels taking care of me. I also felt supported in the physical realm with people calling and emailing to make sure I was okay. My three and a half year old grandson asked his mother how he could help. She told him the same thing I told her. You already helped just by asking. I'm safe in my own environment, living, breathing, walking, doing my show, seeing my clients, feeding and enjoying my birds and making my own choices. I'm alive and have freedom of will. In a world where so many people are suffering and dying, my situation is nothing more than an inconvenience. Several of my physical and spiritual relationships deepened. I developed more strength and resilience, became more comfortable asking for and receiving help, and have some wonderful memories of the love extended to me. I feel grateful. Peace is mine, and all is in divine flow. Our guest today, Marianne Burke, is the co-founder of the Generational Parenting blog at www.genparenting.com and editor of 11 books. Marianne writes regularly on student-centered achievement. She has served as a credentialed parent educator, adjunct professor, and trainer at state and national education conferences and parent engagement events for over 30 years. Her new book, Student Engaged Assessment, is co-authored with Laura Greenstein. If you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hey, cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. You can also go to my website and learn more about renting my workshop videos on past life regression and awakening your inner angelic light body. Rent it at your convenience from anywhere in the world or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is how can you help children build their self-esteem? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Mary Ann Burke 
who is here to discuss how to help our children learn during the pandemic. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the (laughs) Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and it's a top-ranked show. When you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show, make a donation, or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaula at drpaulajoyce.com. I love you and value what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down how you can help children build their self-esteem. I'm so grateful to welcome Marianne Burke, who's here to talk about how to help our children learn during the pandemic. Um, Marianne, I love the work that you're doing and uh, the fact that you're even focusing on this time period to help teachers, parents, um, students to be more effective in um, this very challenging environment. Um, Could you begin by giving us an overview of, I I know it's different in different states, different cities, different communities. What's the range of what's going on in today's educational world? 
Well, first of all, I'm very honored to be here today. And a scope of what's going on in the United States right now is many children are still learning 100% time remotely at home. And some of our children do not have computer still or connectivity, particularly in rural areas. So it's requiring that the schools produce packets of information where the children and their parents come to the school periodically on and receive the materials maybe once a week, maybe twice a month, get the materials, talk with someone to find out what they're supposed to be doing, and then doing the work at home basically like a child would be homeschooled. This has put a tremendous amount of burden on the parents, which I will talk about briefly later. Another scenario is that the children are online and do have connectivity. I am actually now a certified Google Classroom teacher working with the school district as also a substitute teacher who used to physically go to the school. And with those children, it's been very interesting because, first of all, the connectivity is not reliable. So one day we will have perfect connectivity and another day we may all be dropped off and not have any connectivity for a period of time. So what we do initially, and I'm working with primary grade children, is we teach the children along with the parents on how to manage the computer. So should they get dropped off, how can they log back on and get back in? And should the teacher temporarily have a hiccup and get dropped off, they don't run away from us. They stay there. They know the teacher's coming back. (laughs) So it's a... It's really an interesting adventure. We never know how the connectivity is going to be each day. And I am teaching in Silicon Valley, so that in San Jose, California. So that's a really interesting scenario to be describing. Wow. Another very popular model is the high, what they call the hybrid model. And that is a model where the children are coming back to school two to three days a week at the school, physically, social distancing physically wearing masks and using hand sanitizer and they're able to distribute those students all throughout the school. So they rotate students. So there are children there all the time. And then for the children that aren't there, they're still have scheduled distance learning times. My younger grandchildren started that scenario just a week ago. And so with that, it's really challenging. My daughter sent me her schedule the other day and I felt like I had dyslexia trying to read it. It was insane. (laughs) One kid's on, one kid's off. And she has, because she has transitional kindergarten students, one, two of the children are in one school, they're twins, and the older child's in another school. And thankfully, she has some help for driving them back and forth because she's also trying to work full-time at home along with her husband. So it's pretty insane right now. And hopefully, I'll be able to help shortly after I complete my vaccinations. The last scenario is some parents have been able to pretty much get their kids going to school full-time, and these are really more of the smaller public schools. Some of them are charter public schools, and some are private schools, and these schools have been able to maybe not bring all grade levels back, but they bring the primary children back, and they're able to have a pretty regular schedule. So whatever is happening anywhere in the United States right now, It's incredibly challenging for teachers because they're all teaching a different way. It's incredibly 
challenging for parents because they have to be incredibly adaptable while they're still trying to work. And some of them are struggling with basic childcare needs. And it's incredibly challenging for the students. And they overall seem to be, in many cases, thriving as they learn resiliency skills. Um, yes, and, and I think <clears throat> you make a very good point about the teachers. And I think, you know, we're, we've lost sight, too, about how stressful this is for them. I mean, for all of the parties involved, but teachers have been dumped into a situation that they're not prepared for, they're not trained for, they don't know, you know, the kinds of skills that you have for long-distance learning, and they're, they're, so they're not able to make the best use of um, of technology and of the time with the students to really engage in meaningful learning. That is correct. So what we're doing with the teachers is, first of all, we saw last spring when everything started really shutting down in the United States that teachers needed a lot of added support. So I'm going to give you an example of the big picture, and a school that was able to get up to speed instantly. So most schools struggled last semester. I was fortunate that I was working with a school district that, number one, has an outstanding technology department. They were able to get Chrome computers out to the kids immediately because the kids always had access to those. They were able to get hotspots. They put on their website packets for the parents to download. They made everything physically available to parents. So if a parent, number one, didn't have connectivity because of where they lived or didn't know how to even engage connectivity, could not use the resources effectively, we actually community teachers go out to the homes and coach the parents and come up with a plan of how every student would learn. So we really were ahead of the game as far as being able to support all of our students last year. Once the school year was over, during the summer, the teachers courageously invested significant professional development time to learn how to manage a Google Classroom. And they created a whole series of Internet trainings, and the technology staff was available 24-7, basically, to answer teachers' questions I am a substitute teacher. I was second tier, so I was trained later, and I work out of my own personal computer, and it's very complicated. I have three different platforms and all kinds of crazy stuff, but I am managing a Google Classroom, and I work in two classrooms. I work as a partner with a traditional teacher in a classroom, so I shadow her, and I support some of her teaching in addition to being a tutor in my own literacy tutoring classroom all sponsored by the school district. So, so but, it is but, an incredibly but, successful. I, I, I understand if you've got a school district that is um, on board and really um, up to, to speed and really doing everything they can to train their teachers, but what if you're a teacher who really cares and isn't getting that support from your school district what do those teachers do? What do so you suggest? Doesn't, so when the teachers are not getting support from the school district, 
and they're, we have to determine are they online or not, they do the best they can. And a lot of what those teachers are doing is the publishers of online materials actually put together packages such as Khan Academy, which is very well known throughout the United States for doing tutorials. So they can put up links and the district will help them. Or, like I say, if they can't do any of this, they don't even rely on the Internet and they do take-home packets. They organize hard books and, you know, different types of handouts so the kids can actually work at home and then return the materials and then arrange to talk to the teacher on the phone. I was working with several students where I was using my phone, my cell phone and coaching them. I would do FaceTime chats. I would go and get on the Internet with other ones, but we would figure out a way that I could have connection with all the children because not everybody is up to speed as far as the family, as far as the teacher, and we just work individually so we get to all the families. And some of the different agencies are providing, like libraries and stuff, they're providing places where children can come when they need added support, and then they arrange to have somebody there helping the children with their homework packets. See, I I love what you're saying because I think that this this is an opportunity for even one-on-one or conference calls um, to to work with kids as opposed to um, what I see happening a lot, which is just, here's your assignment, turn it in. I mean, I, I see teachers really dropping the ball, and I find it disappointing when they could really be using this time to um, to work one-on-one and to really give individualized help. So I love what you're saying. Well, thank you. And what really is working as a tutoring program that I'm offering the students that are most challenged, some are second language learners, some have actual reading disabilities. But what's really neat is when I identify what we call it, the gold nugget, what their highest need is, and I'm going to talk a little bit about learning styles because we talk about that in our book. And so some children learn best visually, and they yeah, learn I'm, best I'm, by uh, looking Mary, at... Mary Ann, I'm going to stop you there and because uh, it's time for a break, and this is a new topic. So let's talk about learning styles, which I think is extremely important for teachers and parents and students to understand um, so that they can uh, adapt their um, teaching and learning. So let's go, we'll go to break and we'll come back and discuss that more. I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter, 
You receive the information on all our shows, important information from each show in the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind, their heart and mind, to move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now, in your paper, write down... How will these ideas help you with your children or grandchildren? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Marianne Burke, who's here discussing how to help our children learn during the pandemic. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down how these ideas will help you with your children or grandchildren. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Katrina Lehu can help you. I'm so thankful we're here with Marianne Burke talking about how to help our children learn during the pandemic. Um, Mary Ann, would you please um, pick up where we left off and talk about the different learning styles? Yes, I'll be happy to. So I have identified five primary <laughs> learning styles based on what people typically use when they're trying to learn. The first is verbal or linguistic learning style, which means they enjoy learning how 
to play word games and eager to learn vocabulary, love to debate, great jokes. They basically love to write. And so the next one is they like to, is musical. They like to sing. They like to create a tune. We have kids that love to rhyme and make a song out of a math solution. And then the logical mathematical child loves to solve problems through using numbers, formulas, patterns, puzzles, and data. Our visual learner likes to draw the solution and create models with color and media. And then we have our very physically active children who love to use gestures, actions, role plays, and demonstrate their learning in their body language. So when we start working with challenged students that are really struggling with reading, writing, math, we need to understand what we call the gold nugget, the way these children are inspired to learn. And once they can tell me, wait a minute, Mrs. Burke, I just read that story, and I need to sit down and write a couple of sentences to explain what I read that tells me really, really quickly that they're a linguistic student that needs to put things in writing to explain what they're doing. And once they understand their learning style, they, we play up to that learning style. We help them become very excited about their learning while they're using that learning style. And so what we're doing is we're teaching them many ways to take their strength and then apply it in areas that they're not used to. So when we teach math now, we give them three choices on how they're going to solve a math problem. When we teach them reading and writing, we give them three choices. So let me explain. When I teach writing, I say, let's read the story. You may want to draw some pictures and then write a sentence under each picture. You may want to draw a picture, and then summarize it in a paragraph, but we figure out how they want to do it, and then they're able to really show their work and be successful. And as you explained earlier in the show, they can demonstrate their learning when talking to their teacher and saying, this is how I showed my work. This is the way I learned my work. And we actually have them talk about what grade they feel they should have, and then they go to a student-led conference where they're justifying and owning their learning and transferring it into all subject areas of success. I love what you're talking about. And these are things that even a parent can do. They can observe and communicate with their child if for some reason the teacher has dropped the ball. The parents can um, can help their children understand how they learn best, and then utilize some of that in a um, tutoring situation um, to help them with their assignments. That's correct. So we have a lot of activities that we write about for families to do at home. So beyond just helping their child get organized during the school day, we encourage parents to have fun with their children and to play with them. One of the things they can do is play games with their children, and this all reinforces learning. So if everything gets dropped, they can totally reinforce learning by helping their children keep score in a game, read directions, and have the child actually become the teacher. The more we have the child teach the parents and friends, the more it's reinforcing their learning. So they can teach the 
everybody how to play the game. And then for a younger sibling, they can modify the rules so the younger sibling can be included in the game. We do a lot with celebrating holidays by having the students make holiday decorations. They design the holiday cards. They write thank you notes. They create the greeting cards. They basically can get on to a YouTube channel and learn how to draw a panda bear or any type of activity that would help them celebrate a particular cultural activity. And they love doing that. They create talent shows, show magic tricks. They can tell jokes. They can direct a play, sing a song. They write songs. They can bake and cook for holiday meals and modify the recipes and make huge meals of making cookies for all the neighbors that still don't have power and and bringing out sacks to them. And we do a lot with community service and, and service learning types of activities where kids get out in the neighborhood and do kind acts for their neighbors and for their family and their friends. They can organize family outings to parks and to other activities. They can figure out how far do they have to drive, how much gas they need. They can create a family budget for food for the week and do the grocery shopping after planning meals with a parent. And they can also create health posters in their home about how they're going to manage their household during different illnesses such as COVID and share those posters with community service agencies and write letters to different senators, military personnel, and lonely community members and basically become friends with new people. We've made lots of new friends that way. They create gifts for seniors in the military. They collect reusable toys and clothing right now in different areas which have been hit, such as Texas. There's been huge community collections and lots of wonderful acts of kindness occurring daily where families are working together with other families. They can hike and collect trash in various parks and where uh, the ocean. They can care for the younger siblings while the parents are working and organize day camp types of activities at home. So they actually become a camp counselor with their younger siblings. They can create a family history book by researching their family's history online and then interviewing the older seniors about it and then collect pictures and make a wonderful book and eventually be published, organize photo albums, do organize family vacations, work on what we call financial literacy, which is a whole other topic about how to really manage money and help the family in its budgeting. Balance so, so really it what you're talking... <laughs> Right. So really what you're talking about is bringing education into daily life, that everything is, school is not just, you know, from eight to three or whatever, Um, that, and it's not just the, the book exercises, it's really living life and all the ways in which we need to use reading, writing, math, thinking, um, values. It sounds like you're also teaching kindness and generosity and um, and and compassion and helping um, our neighbors. That is very big as far as what we do with our children. We are online with our students several hours a day, and the first hour is also always on social emotional focus and always about how we can give back to the community. 
because this is an essential skill that we need to pass on. And the more that we are able to give of ourselves to others, the happier we will be, but we'll also learn how to be a very important part of our family, our community, and the world. So we're, we really talk a lot about that in our book, about how we can transfer basic learning skills to everyday life and how everyday life can be a highly compassionate, loving environment to give to those who don't have. I, I think this is really important and what education is all about. Um, it's the application and it's the learning how to learn <clears throat> and also uh, about valuing ourselves and, and each other. I'm curious as to what you do um, we have uh, just about two minutes left for this portion of the show, but I'm curious when you've got a student who's not engaged, who's bored with um, the online learning and, you know, walks away, may leave the computer on, or, but may walk away and, and not participate. How do you get those children to want to stay present during um, when they're not physically in the classroom? That's a great question. We typically encourage somebody in the family to rotate their schedule. So there's an adult that's supervising the children in different grade levels that's attentive and sitting next to the child and actually mentoring them to participate. We also ensure that the children do eat properly and get outside. So we have the parents reinforce the daily schedule by having buzzers or timers saying it's time to come back and then getting them to go outside and balancing their day and then socializing with friends online or from afar when they're not in school and then once again making learning fun. So it's almost a reward system that the kids know if they do their job and we teach children this is their job and the parents reinforce this, then they can have fun and do all these other fun things. And so we really work on balance, and the schools are really working hard on balance, too. They're not always putting the kids in front of the computer. They have what they call asynchronous work where they're not in the classroom, but they're actually on their own doing their work, and they love that. So it's balanced, and then they go to different activities outside of the school day. And we normally can keep the kids pretty engaged that way. And the ones that aren't are the ones I work with. And then I work really hard with them, and they're really engaged because they are getting that one-on-one attention that they so desperately need. And many times those children are coming from huge families where the parents are really struggling to give everybody individual time, and the parents are so appreciative. Um, I, I love the emphasis that you put on the one-on-one and um, you know, one of the things that I taught was remedial reading, and so I really um, valued what happens when you work one-on-one with a child. Even if I had a classroom of students, I always made sure that I worked with each child individually because they get passed over, they get lost, and learning difficulties arise not because there's something wrong with the child, but because the teacher is not paying attention to what that child needs and they get lost um, and, and somehow um, uh, 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 lose the ability to, to profit from what's happening in the classroom because they're not able to connect. And I, I love 
the approach that you're taking and the things that you're doing that respect and honor each individual and help them grow from where they are and learn in the ways that are most effective for them. Thank you so much, Marianne, for what you're doing and for being on our show. And I encourage everyone to purchase her book, Student Engaged Assessment Strategies to Empower All Learners, and to go to her website, gengenparenting.com. Thank you, Marianne, and many blessings to you. Well, I'm very humbled to be here today, and thank you. Thank you, and thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com and like us on Facebook, rent my past life regression workshop video, and my new one, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body. Read my latest blog, learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, or remote healing reading Akashic Records or Tarot, Past Life Regressions, House and Office Clearings, Dream Interpretation, Channeling Your Family, Guardian Angel, and more. I'm also available to video conference, a custom design workshop or speech for you or any of my speeches or workshops such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Discovering Hope and Silver Linings, The Ohm Awakening, or The Ultimate Creative Problem solving process or I can design something specifically for you and your group and if you mention this show you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching which I do over Skype or on the phone when you work with me you get support guidance and healing from the spiritual realm the archangels angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients my process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind body and soul resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their relationships, health, and wealth. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Katrina Alehu, who's the Archangel of Hope. Ask for her help in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to feel hopeful Use your own words or say something like Archangel Katrina Lehu, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me feel hopeful about my children's future. You can even be more specific and say something like Archangel Katrina Lehu, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me show my children how to be hopeful. Pay attention to sign synchronicity and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust she is helping you because she is. Listen next Thursday when Kathy Callahan will be here to talk about 101 Rescue Puppies, One Family Story, Fostering Dogs, Love, and Trust. On March 11th when Cindy Dale will return to discuss energy healing for trauma, stress, and chronic illness. And March 18th when Hirsch Wilson will talk about Firefighter Zen, a field guide to thriving in tough times. This is Dr. Paul, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is love. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life. 
Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.